Hey everyone, I'm Ryan Noble, CNN congressional correspondent, in today for David Chalian. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, December 16th. I take no joy in having to ask this House to make this referral. Mr. Meadows served here with us for seven years, but that doesn't excuse his conduct. If anything, he should know better. That was Benny Thompson. He's the chairman of the House Select Committee investigating the Capitol insurrection, and its work continues. The criminal contempt referral of Mark Meadows, who's the former chief of staff to Donald Trump when he was president, is now in the hands of the Justice Department. Around noon on Wednesday, it was delivered to the Department of Justice at the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. A spokesperson told CNN, quote, as with all criminal referrals, we will evaluate the matter based on the facts and the law and the principles of federal prosecution. Department of Justice not telling us exactly how they're going to handle this. They're the ones that will make the final call as to whether or not Meadows will be prosecuted. Now, this follows Tuesday night's vote in the House of Representatives that recommended that charges against Meadows be brought to the DOJ for defying subpoenas from the select committee. Meadows is the second Trump insider to be referred to the Justice Department for criminal contempt of Congress. The House voted back in October to refer a contempt of Congress charge against former White House advisor Steve Bannon. Now, Bannon was indicted by the Justice Department a month later. He's pled not guilty. A judge has set Bannon's contempt of Congress trial date for July, just in time for the midterm campaign season, and also making it unlikely that the committee will get any actual information out of Bannon. Here were some committee members speaking on the House floor Tuesday night before the criminal referral was official. There was a steady stream of communication between certain members of Congress and Mr. Meadows about matters central to our investigation. He should be prosecuted like anyone else who ignores the law because no one is above the law. Mr. Meadows interacted with many people, including some of our colleagues who were here in this chamber. We've learned many of those interactions took place on his personal device. So you'll remember that as a part of their report, the January 6th committee read out text messages that lawmakers sent to Mark Meadows before, during, and after the insurrection took place. Yesterday, it was revealed that one of those lawmakers was Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio. Jordan forwarded a text message to Meadows the day before the January 6th insurrection that outlined a legal theory saying that VP Mike Pence had the authority to stop the certification of the 2020 election. A spokesperson for Jordan confirmed this to CNN, saying that Jordan forwarded a text from Joseph Smits, a former Defense Department inspector general. The conservative website The Federalist was the first to report that Jordan forwarded that text to Meadows. Now, the committee presented only a portion of the text. It was read by Representative Adam Schiff. On January 6, 2021, Vice President Mike Pence, as president of the Senate, should call out all electoral votes that he believes are unconstitutional as no electoral votes at all. But three sources confirmed to CNN that the full text included specific information about the legal theory. It also contained a Word document that outlined that strategy. And this is why this is really scary, folks. If Republicans win the House majority next November, and they're currently favored to do so, then Ohio Representative Jim Jordan will almost certainly rise to one of the most prominent positions in the chamber, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Now, we already knew that Jordan helped Trump push this false narrative that the 2020 election was stolen. 
But now we know that he was actively trying to find ways for Pence to stop the Electoral College process, too. Someone who is taking concrete steps to obstruct the democratic process in this country may now be in charge of the House Judiciary Committee. And as a reminder, the Judiciary Committee will probably lead investigations into the Biden administration and other parts of federal government if Republicans win the majority next year. In fact, Jordan defended Mark Meadows heavily on the House floor Tuesday. What did Mark Meadows do? He gave the committee thousands of emails. He gave the committee thousands of text messages. And he agreed to come in front of the committee and answer any question as long as it didn't violate executive privilege. But Democrats says, nope, not good enough, Mr. Meadows. You've got to come in and answer any and every question we ask you or we're going to try to put you in prison. Of course, Meadows didn't even show up for the scheduled deposition with the committee that was already understood to be about non-privileged questions. So what you heard from Jordan there was basically a lie. The committee's work continues, though. The deposition scheduled with former DOJ official under the Trump administration, Jeffrey Clark, has been postponed again because of his medical condition. Clark is important. He was one of the officials pushing to pursue unfounded claims of voter fraud in the weeks after the November election. There were more subpoenas recently issued. On Friday, the committee issued another round of subpoenas, six to be exact, that were involved in the planning of the rallies on January 5th and 6th, leading up to the violent attack. Now, at the same time, there are three civil lawsuits from lawmakers and Capitol Police officers that seek to hold Donald Trump and his closest advisors accountable for the insurrection, and they're all moving forward. This comes after months of inaction. Judge Amit Mehta of the D.C. District Court has set oral arguments for January 10th on whether the cases should be dismissed. Now, remember, these lawsuits are separate from any congressional or criminal investigation into January 6th. Mehta will begin to consider important questions related to these cases, like whether the former president and other right-wing figureheads are protected from legal fallout. But so far, Trump and his top advisors have not been charged with any crimes. And that's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to be sure and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll be back with you tomorrow.